millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. And welcome to a following on Cricket World Cup special podcast from TalkSport and a chance to listen back to a show that aired on Monday evening. Myself, John Norman, Danny Kelly, Sean Custis from The Sun, Steve Harmison and Alex Tudor all in the studio reflecting not just on England's record-breaking win, but the journey they made just getting there. From the nadir of the 2015 World Cup when the team were embarrassed repeatedly to the change in methodology, personnel and fortunes under Andrew Strauss, Trevor Bayliss and Paul Farbrace through to the wobbles of the 2019 campaign itself before retribution in the most unlikely form late in the evening as the shadows lengthened on an unforgettable day at Lords. This is the team that rule the world and you're listening to Following On. Yeah, you're listening to the team who rule the world on TalkSport with Booking.com. Among the voices you're hearing here in the studio, myself, Danny Kelly, John Norman, our cricket correspondent, Alex Tudor and Steve Harmson, both ex-England fast bowlers. Um, I know how excited we've all been about this um, because, you know, obviously we just we just outlined that. I, I'm, I'm slightly perturbed. I know it's been on the front page of the newspapers as well. Um, are we underplaying it in this country? Yeah, well, if it had been a football World Cup, I mean, I know it's a different thing. The place would be on fire now, wouldn't it? Well, if you're a cricket enthusiast, actually, this is this is what dreams are made of, isn't yes. it? You know, front and back. You've got wraparound cover on the Times. You've got front <laughs> and back on every single newspaper. Um, there's pages. I mean, it's the front page of the Mail. Because uh, they got Ben Stokes Ben Stokes kissing someone, his, yeah. his wife. <laughs> you know, a few days ago it was Love Island. Yeah, yeah. You know, if, if cricket is as big as Love Island, then but, I think cricket but, is doing okay. But I've seen on on the sort of Sky Sports News that a lot of cricket clubs, the, the cameras have been to a lot of cricket clubs. Mm. I.e. yesterday yeah. when the final was, and the England rugby team, England women's team, the, the, the cameras were there, and there was a lot of jubilation there. So I think it is, it has been caught. Um, maybe we haven't just, just haven't seen it yet because we haven't opened our eyes because we haven't digested. Maybe that, what we're, we're, 
just we, don't. We've a lot of spent a lot of time in radio studios uh, since, <laughs> since, since that all happened. Do you know what? I think that cricket does itself down a lot, you know. Yeah, I think it's yeah. the people within cricket that do most of the uh, the downing, if that's mm. the right term. I remember listening to Ian O'Brien, who's going to be joining us very shortly, um, and he was commentating on a essentially irrelevant game of T20 cricket taking place at the Oval between, uh, coincidentally, England and New Zealand. Full house at New Zealand. This game had absolutely no bearing on anybody's life whatsoever. And Ian O'Brien just stopped the commentator midway through whatever they were talking about and said, do you not realise just how fortunate you are in this country to be able to put on a sporting event like this and to have 25,000 people turn up and at the same time, you as a spectator or a human being have so many choices available to you in this great city, in this wonderful country. I don't think you realise just how lucky you are. And at times yesterday, I thought the same because... Whilst we were um, trumpeting the fact that on one given day we have a Wimbledon final, we have a Grand Prix uh, in Britain, a famous one as well, mm. we have a World Cup final and a whole host of other sports going on. Just like in 2012, every single seat was taken in every single stadium, mm. no matter the sport, the choices that we have as human beings in this country is unparalleled and I think that we as cricket fans and sports fans should actually just recognise that mm. fact just for a second and say we're, we're pretty lucky here. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, of course, of course we are. And I, I was, last night I was wincing because I was watching semi-finals of the African Cup of Nations. Um, fantastic game of football one, the other one not so much. But played out in front of a handful of people mm. because each is around the tournament. And one thing you will say about the organisation of any, any big sports event in this country, not only are you liable to fill the, fill the stadia, but because of the way the country's lined up, we've had virtually every nationality represented and support their team as well. And this is why it's such a crying shame, and I've said this for 20, 30, years that because of politics and because we're not quite as popular and don't wield as much power as we used to the chances of England or the United Kingdom hosting a football World Cup it may never happen no. in our lifetime. There would lifetime, not yeah. be a better country yeah. or countries to host a football World Cup than this one because every single ticket for every single game will get sold within about half an hour. Well, essentially, if you think about the travel and people coming in from abroad yeah. and the size of the stadium, we host a World Cup every single week in the Premier League. I mean, yeah. that's essentially what, what's happening. Um, uh, this is a difficult question for the two cricketers to ask, but I've got to ask. Um, you know, in the old days, we would have won. This would have this game would have happened, and it'd been held fellow well met, and Steve Harmson would be big grinning on the television and all that. Um, but now there's going to be a clamour for awards. Mm. Um, do you do you want all these people, most of whom you know, Alex, to be, suddenly be <laughs> sir this and sir that? Uh, I heard Johnny earlier. Um, when he, he's, 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 you know, he's, he's not too bothered about it. I, I'm exactly the same. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, as sportsmen, you go out there, you do your job and well done. I just think there's other great people doing other things that go a little bit unnoticed. But listen, I was one. I think I went on social media quite early when, when Ben got us to the tie. And I said, you know, I just said purely Sir Ben. <laughs> Sir Ben. <laughs> because just, you know, all what that boy's been through and the way he went around playing in this World Cup, obviously we... We sort of think of Ben as crash bang wallop, but he actually batted with a lot of intelligence through the tournament. I remember when he was left high and dry on that 80 and the disappointment when that happened. And I just think, he, you know, he's maturing and um, 
I think he, he, he's been absolutely superb in this World Cup and the team's obviously built around him and, um, you know, he's the leading light in that and he's been fantastic. I'm sure the captain will most probably get a gong. That normally happens. I think Ben will get one and I think the rest of the boys will get either um, MBEs yeah. and stuff like that. I th- I and that's what happens. Jason Roy deserves an OBE just for that pick up and throw in the, <laughs> the last ball of the super over, to be honest, because uh, a lot of us would see that thing coming towards us and going, please God, don't well, let me mess this well, up. Well, Danny, it happened a couple of balls before, before didn't it? Exactly. In the last over where you fumbled well, it. Went from one to two, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's like to did, have that. That did, him a that did him a favour, I think. That did him a favour. Yeah, that sharpened him up, yeah. Because yeah. he did sharpen him up. On it. Yeah, yeah. back on it. Oh, if it comes again, I'm not misfeeling. I can't. Mm. Not so much. I can't misfeel. I, I'm not misfeeling. doing that again. Yeah. Steve, I think you've you've um, experienced an open top bus parade around London. Any rem- I think I was on it. Yeah, you, I was going to say. <laughs> but why aren't we doing that this time? I know they're going to Downing Street. Yeah, they've got the ashes in what mm. 16, eight, 17 yeah, days yeah, time. They don't have to go like you and KP and get absolutely no. chaos. I think if they win the if they win the ashes, I think you'll see them on it. On yes. an open dot bus. Yes. Um, the one, the one, you know, we, we spoke to him this morning. We got him out of bed at ten past nine this morning. Mark Wood. He's probably the only one that's going to remember this because he doesn't drink. The rest of them, you know, they, they like a little tipple. So mm-hmm. I'd imagine they'll be watching the TV again and think, oh, I remember that. I remember that. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Ben Stokes will, will be one of them because mm-hmm. I would imagine that. The emotion in it, it there's, there'll be things pie past him, what was going oh, on in the course. day, and talking about, he, you talk about Ben, he's, he's somebody that leaves nothing, he, he leaves nothing on the, everything just, everything goes with him, everything during, goes. During the course of the day, we've been joined by all kinds of uh, people, we'll hear from them later on, plus of course, the players themselves have been having their say, we can hear now from Chris Wokes, and he told Talk Sport, um, unsurprisingly, that it was the best day of his career. Probably the best day of English cricket that's ever been. Um, you know, world champions, World Cup champions, and you know, like you say, it was touched on the fact that people watched it on terrestrial TV. People that probably have never watched the game have watched today's game or watched the conclusion to the game and will be amazed with how much drama and how tense it was. And you know, for me, cricket's the greatest game in the world. But some people, obviously, people don't see that. But hopefully, today's just reminded people or captured people's imagination and hopefully in particular young kids watching the game on a Sunday watching England lift the World Trophy hopefully we've inspired some. Yeah, Chris Wokes there talking after England's victory yesterday. An already august panel has been further augmented and the brain power raised to almost stratospheric heights by the arrival in the studio <laughs> by our normal uh, Monday evening colleague, Sean Custis from The Sun. Evening, Sean. Evening, Danny. Thank you for coming, as always. And thank you for always reacting so glumly to these big build-ups I give you. <laughs> um, Sean, you were there. Yeah, it was fantastic. Ah. I feel so honoured to have been at that, Danny, because... Uh, bit like Steve here when Newcastle United fans we get very used to never, never winning guessed. anything <laughs> never winning a trophy Twitter, Sean. every I'm, time I go on Twitter somebody from Newcastle has a go at me so <laughs> Sean, Sean I'm sorry to interrupt but earlier on I was talking to Steve you know Sean he said no no uh, he said he's a Geordie isn't he I said yeah he says, does he support Sunderland that's what he said no <laughs> he did terrible, terrible. I can't handle that <laughs> but you know we get used to we get used to weeks months years of disappointment never I've never seen an England team win a trophy. Uh, yes, I was around mm. fortunately to see England win the Ashes. Fantastic. But to win a trophy, to see an England team, to be there when it happens. How lucky. And in the circumstances and everything else, just, I, I'll never forget it. I mean, I've, I've grown up sort of following football mainly, chief football writer and going all around the world reporting on football. But it's, 
it's somehow so much more joyous when you're just there as a spectator. Yes, yeah. Just, yeah, I get that. I mean, it's probably better when you're playing in it, to be fair, <laughs> but I mean, it's just... Depends I, on what's happening, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the atmosphere there, the... The way it was on a knife edge, the fact we didn't even know what the rule was towards the end. I was going to say, did you understand the well, last 20 minutes? Well, we, they, fortunately, they put it out on the tannoy to say it would be won on uh, boundaries, boundaries mm -hmm. scored, but we were initially under the impression that it would be on wickets, because I thought it would go on less wickets. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that used I'm not happy with what, what did happen, but I'm glad it wasn't the wickets, because that's irrelevant, you know. Uh, well, is it? Yes. I, I don't know. If a, I, I, if a team makes three, 300, I I would like to, in that situation yesterday, I think what probably should have happened was New Zealand have another over, because mm. they were still yeah. on the pitch, mm -hmm. somebody else bowls it from England, and then England go off and yeah. comes back on we'll until they get Sean loves thinking about rule changes, so, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and we'll sort of come back to that. Um, let's not forget there was another team on the pitch. I thought New Zealand was sensational. Um, I was very, very upset for, the, for their players. I think they've been a credit to their team, uh, to their captains, to their country. Um, let's get a view from uh, that part of the world now. Former New Zealand uh, cricketer Ian O'Brien joins us. Good evening, Ian. Uh, kia ora, guys. How's things? Uh, well, obviously, we're cock-a-hoop. There's no other <laughs> word for it. Let me ask you a really straightforward question. You don't have to be as diplomatic as New Zealand's wonderful players. Were England lucky yesterday? I think both things were lucky. Um, I think it was. Um, I think we. I think everyone that was a part of it that watched it that that got to um, got to enjoy the the match was lucky. That's a uh, that's a hell of a game of cricket. Uh, that's a finish that couldn't have been any any more of an anticlimax in essence. Um, wow, but. But if you're gonna if you're gonna go on boundaries, we might as well have emptied out the guys' pockets and see who had the most most cash in their pockets to see who won. It was sort of just a, <laughs> turned into a bit of a lottery. We could have auctioned off one of the players and seen which side got the most money for the teams auctioned off. It was um. It but was, but it if, was it was mo, if it was done on most cash in pockets, McCallum would have to come back into the team, wouldn't he? <laughs> oh, currently in their pockets. <laughs> who had the who had the cleanest hanky or something? Right? Just, I know. We'll, we'll discuss that later in because it was. I thought it was a. I thought it was a poor way uh, to decide uh, the, the global trophy. That was the rule before the, the, the tournament started. No one no one sort of said anything before the tournament started, so we can't, no one can, can, can moan about it now. Is it, will, it, will it be changed? Yeah, probably. Um, but, but no moans and, and, and no gripes from me, because that was how it was at the start of the tournament. I mean, the, the, the circumstances of New Zealand's well, they didn't lose, did they? They drew, really. But the, the circumstances of the game, those two sixes that England got towards the end of their innings, the one where Trent stands on the, Trent Bowl stands on the, the boundary, if he'd just thrown the thing up in the air, they'd have had four runs less. Um, and of course, the, uh, the controversial, as it now turns out, a deflection for six as well. I mean, I, I can't imagine how the New Zealand players and the New Zealand nation feels because to lose is one thing. To find it snatched away in such extraordinary and weird ways is just another, isn't it? Cricket's great, eh? And, and that, look, that's why we love it. Look, I, I, I am just, I'm a cricket fan first. Yeah, I, I, I've sort of fell in love with, with the game again. Uh, just sort of recently fell out of it for a while, but, uh, I just loved yesterday's game. Um, 
Stokes hit a boundary in that, in that super over and I was whooping and cheering for Ben Stokes hitting that boundary because it just meant that cricket was winning and it was um, and it was brilliant. But yeah, yeah. then when you do sort of cut it back and you go, yeah, Trent sit on the boundary rope and there was another fielder there, A, you could have thrown it to, he could have just dropped it. Hmm. Um, and and, and uh, we take Satin ducking the last ball of the innings and they didn't run a bye. The, the deflection off Ben Stokes' bats and, and possible that they all the batsmen hadn't crossed the five but six given runs. Case Sarah, Sarah, what, what an amazing game of cricket. I, 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 Astonishing. I don't go back. I'm not going back and counting those things and I'm just enjoying it as, as an event, as, a, as an entity, as a moment um, that will live for, with a lot of people for a long, 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 long time. Ian, we we talk about the luck that may have deserted both sides at different times in the uh, on the day and throughout the tournament. But mm. will there be any regret from New Zealand? Will any of those players look back and regret leaving something out in the field or decision that they made or or didn't make? Oh, it's toughy, isn't it? Because um, because when as soon as you, you start thinking that, I think I think very very um, uh, directly and, and and sadly because I come back to Gupta and, and his review of his LBW, uh, which then may have still been in hand when Ross Taylor got his one. So th- that's the only thing I think, and, and I really hope it um, uh, it doesn't play on uh, around the team or play out with uh, with Gupta because he, he's an amazing cricketer and, and a wonderful guy. Um, but that's just that moment for me that is the is the one. And I know I just said we shouldn't talk about them, we shouldn't sort of hold on them. But but it's just luck right the way through. New Zealand were lucky to get past the West Indies, as it turned out. The, the catch that Trent Bolt took down on the boundary of Jimmy Neeson, that was that was a bit lucky. They got lucky a couple of times. So you can't you can't sit on your luck. You can't just just keep blowing on your dice and rolling them and hoping they come back sevens. Um, they did for a lot of it. Um, and yeah, try try explaining to a seven and an eight year old that the, both teams uh, scored the same amount of runs and, and they tied, but one team won. Try explaining that to kids. That's that's not easy at the moment. Thank you very much indeed, Ian O'Brien, the former New Zealand cricketer. There, of course, England's England cricket team's next big outing is a Test match at Edgbaston against against Ireland. Um, can I just say that if Ireland win that by some some chance, um, I'm declaring them the linear world champions of cricket. I think I am. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this, it, it's sometimes very easy to take these events in isolation. We, we haven't been able to do that with this one because the story is so well known that in the last World Cup, uh, England got the most tremendous spanking, uh, oddly enough, from New Zealand. And I think uh, Owen Morgan and uh, uh, the, the management team got together afterwards and said, I think Owen said, we can't go on like this. Um, so it's been an inc- incredibly self-contained four-year journey from laughing stock uh, to... Two world champions. How difficult was that for a cricket team to do, uh, Steve? Because cricket seems to me to be a, a rather glacial sport. You can't just replace everybody and hope for the best. How, how difficult and what kind of journey to use the modern parlance of Love Island? How kind of journey has this been? Well, if you look at if you look at the England team, they've probably changed about five. They've kept five players from that group and changed more or less changed the rest. And mm. they've basically said, which was the right thing, the ones that. It's not so much our best players, it's the ones that can actually do the job the best, which is the players that can, you know, bowl under pressure, bowl differently, um, hit the ball out the ground. Because at the time we couldn't, even, we had even we had players who couldn't even off the square, never mind out the ground. <laughs> and that's why we were a laughing stock. But I tell you what, one thing that we haven't really um, touched upon is this whole 2015 to 2019 was a lot down to New Zealand. Because Owen Morgan was talking to Brendan McCollum afterwards 
and he he came away with the idea of we want to follow the way New Zealand play. How New Zealand got to the final was you know we just keep going, get batsmen that can hit the ball out of the ground and keep going and going. When it, that was it was as simple as that when it choose. Yeah, it was, and um, I think also uh, needs to mention obviously when we had that disastrous World Cup in Australia, New Zealand, um, Andrew Strauss. You know, he, he put it upon himself to say, listen, we need to focus more on white ball cricket. I want to get this World Cup right. And he sort of sat down with Owen and, you know, the, the, um, the coach. NASA was involved in it as well. I think it was a, was it was a little group. A little group. Together. Yeah. And he, and he just says, we need to focus on white ball cricket. What do you need? And he was like, right. As Steve says, I need someone to hit it out the ground. I need a, a spin who can turn it both ways. Um, I need pace. And that's obviously. As the years went on, we sort of sped up the uh, inclusion of young Archer, and uh, what a signing that's been. Well, not a signing, but what a fine that's been. But we changed um, county cricket that was very as well. Football, well, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we changed county cricket as well, didn't we? As well as yeah. that, the ECB, that little working group, said, right, how do we get the best for our players? Well, we be- the best wickets play at the prime time when you know people are watching, get them in front of full houses, mm. and let's give our white ball team the best chance for four years' time in the World Cup. And that, for me, has been the detriment of the test match game. And we talked about it in the winter when we were in the Caribbean. Um, and it was a case of, well, all this is great. All the, it, the struggles of English test cricket is because... The Red Bull game is early in Mar- uh, early in April, May when it's doing a bit. Mm. End of September when nobody's watching, nobody interested, and it's 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 put to the back burner. Mm. We put up with that on one only for one thing: winning the World Cup. It's all on winning the World Cup because that's what it was set out for. And actually, now we've won the World Cup. Cam and Ashley Giles was talking about it today because he's taken over from Strauss. He's basically saying, right, we need to put a strategy together for the next cycle of how do we get. Both our teams playing the best possible cricket. Were you, were you always convinced that Morgan was the right man to go from 2015 right through to 2019? Yeah. Because it's a long ask that a, yeah. that a, somebody will be the captain for for four years time, you know, and he has had runs where he's been mm. out of form, then yeah. come back into form again. So there was total faith from everybody. For me, him, he was. was he was a natural leader. So yeah. calm, so c- yeah. he's a betting man. I think he likes. I think yeah, he likes. He, he, the, he, 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 he does, yeah. Mind. And I think he, he's very quite calculated in his in his mindset. And I think he's very calm under yeah. pressure. And I think as Sean was saying, yeah, it is a long time. But what was happening when he was going through those low periods where he mm-hmm. wasn't scoring any runs? His tactics on the pitch um, was phenomenal, and it was sort of keeping him in the side really because of how he was dealing with the individuals and the bowlers. And as I said, everyone wants to play for him. You know, he's a very calm and assured um, young man and he's been absolutely phenomenal. And, and then when he's been under pressure as well, he's gone out there and has scored the runs as well. So, you know, my hat's off to him. He's been absolutely fantastic. He's won us the World Cup. I'd give him Trevor Bayless a job. That's that's. I would honestly give him Trevor Bayless a job because well, I don't think we need a. You don't. A, a, I don't think you need a, an elite level. You need a, a man who coaches with the, the sort of great qualification, mm-hmm. the coaching. I think you need a good man manager, mm-hmm. and I think he is a natural born leader. Coaches I've, around him. I've rarely seen an England team so united and so unanimously behind a captain as Owen Morgan. Now I think you're right. I think that there were brickbacks being thrown from the outside at Owen Morgan mm. by certain people uh, within the game. I think there was a feeling that he was an outsider. I think there has been a feeling that maybe it's his captaincy that's seen, he, seen mm. him in what is now recognised as the most fearsome top six in world cricket. Yeah. So I think there was criticism, but the team, I never saw that. No, on no occasion, and let's not also forget, there was an incident when Owen Morgan decided not to captain England mm-hmm. on a tour to Bangladesh 
Right. Okay, yeah, and again, yeah, yeah. there was a lot of criticism yeah. about Morgan. That decision, he's not leading this team. He's not asking of this team what he himself would do. At no point did that message come from the team itself. And Harmy's absolutely right. In Owen Morgan, if he so wishes, there is a future coach of the limited overs team. And remember, of course, he also played for the World T20 winning side in 2010. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including... England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Jofra Archer is in. It's flicked towards mid-wicket. Martin Guptill's going to come back, but he's going to oh, be short of his grace. Martin Guptill has run out. New oh, Zealand do not score the two runs they need. England celebrate victory in the World <laughs> Cup final. After everything he's been through, and a lot of it is his own fault, by the way, uh, the way he's recovered as a human being and as a cricketer, he is the best cricketer in the world, all-round cricketer in the world. But Stokes, for what he offers in the field, uh, his belief with the ball and the bat. The throw from the deep, though, hit the batsman as he made his ground, deviated past Tom Latham behind the stumps and rolled all the way to the boundary. I think people mustn't underestimate the value of Jofra Archer in that England side. Fast-tracking him into that England team won them that World Cup. What you see is what you get with Owen. He's very calm, very cool, very calculated. One of the great captains of English cricket. Uh, the best white ball captain we've ever had. 
Trent Bolt steadied himself, took the catch, but in overbalancing put his leg on the boundary. And so six runs is the call rather than the wicket. And England live to fight another delivery. I think the first thing you need to do is set a pretty lofty goal and not be scared to dream. Ultimately, our dream was to become the best, the number one test team in the world. This England one day team or one day team's dream was to win the World Cup. That was what they set out to do. And, and once you have that, you can then, and you're very clear on, on the direction you want to go. Oh, that, oh, that's four. It's four. Great effort by Martin Guptill, but it's gone for four. And this is a great start in the last in the Super Over for England. Jofra Archer bowled at Super Over yesterday. He is the, he is as valuable as anybody in that team. Now, no Ben Stokes has taken all the plaudits. He got the man of the match, and a lot of the batters, as I like to throughout my career, got a lot of the credit. The bowlers didn't. That Jofra Archer is a very special bowler. Yeah, today on TalkSport, dozens of people having their say about it. Among those you heard there were Darren Goff, John Norman, Kevin Peterson, Nasser Hussain, Steve Harmison, of course, who's here with us as well, and Matt Pryor. Welcome back to the team that rule the world, rule present tense, England, current world champions uh, of cricket. Um, One of the big discussions I think that has come out of all of this was um, Sky's decision to give or sell, whatever they did, the rights to the big day and the big final to Channel 4. Sean, we often talk on Monday Night here about the different effect of media, newspapers, the modern internet and, and its various offshoots, radio, television, can have on sport. Um, I mean, how important was it that this game was on terrestrial te- television yesterday? Um, well, I, I don't know what the long-term effects of it will be because I don't know how many youngsters honestly will have watched it because there's not a, a body of free TV, cricket TV before that. But I can only speak for myself when I was when I was a kid, mm-hmm. um, we we got used to a diet of five test matches mm-hmm. being on on television. Richie Benno, Richie Benno, yeah. Peter Benno. West. I can go back. I can yeah. go back that for five tests. That's what was on in the school holidays. And I'm not kidding. I would sit mm. and watch it, and you'd watch it right through. And I can remember them going, "Ooh, he's a bit expensive, giving away 2.8 runs <laughs> and over," you know, and things yeah. like that. <laughs> But it was it was fascinating. I loved it. You think we'd never have seen watching David Steele bang along at half of the old tabaret? Yeah, no. <laughs> but we would never have seen a lot of people would never have seen both of them in the ashes. I mean, that's ingrained in my mind. I mean, just you've got the, Sir Alistair Cook. Sir Alistair Cook's put 150 odd yeah. Test matches, and, and, and no, he's not played oh. one day on uh, terrestrial TV. No, no they wouldn't. I mean, I, the, I, sorry, when you look at the when you look at the figures, people are saying how many people watch it. But I'd be very interested to know how, how many, many of them were youngsters, yeah, teenagers, yeah. and all that. Because I'm not sure whether yeah, there'd right. be that many. I think a lot of the cricket um, clubs who haven't got uh, Sky, yeah. they'll they'll have had the terrestrial TV on, and then the, the kids would have been at. I think at local le- le- cricket clubs were, I think it would have been packed out. A lot mm-hmm, of family mm-hmm. funders, and all there was yeah. one up at Ashton, but mm. we've got a vested interest. We had Mark Wood playing, but yeah. we haven't got Sky at our our, our cricket club. You so just made an incredibly great. important point, because I think there are the, the, the cricketers of the terrestrial television generation, I don't know whether you'd count yourself among those, um, they, they are famous. Mm. You are famous. Yeah. I wonder if Alistair Cook could wander down most London, most London streets, or certainly most English village streets outside of Essex, without being and wouldn't be recognised. I, I don't think he'd be recognised. And he's one of the great sportsmen of the last twenty years. Okay, so the ECB conducted research over the last few years into the popularity of this sport. Okay, now we all know about the uh, the introduction next year of the hundred, a form of the game which is. 
Said or the that, unnecessary, as I call it. Well, possibly so. But what cricket has is an identity problem. Nobody knows who it is. If you were to stop, this is the ECB's own research. If you were to ask 100 school children at primary school age to name your top two sports, only 2% would name cricket in that top two. If you were to look at the average age of the viewer, the viewing cricketing public, only golf has an older average of age. So cricket has a huge problem that it needs to address. And the ECB are in a position where the horse has bolted in terms of whether cricket should be on terrestrial TV or not. For me, that's almost a misnomer. You are never going to get a position where a terrestrial TV company Hmm. are going to free up, like Sky Sports have over the last 48 days, their TV channels to devote an entire channel just to showing the World Cup. And if you think I'm wrong, what, what channel showed the... Cricket World Cup, the last time England were in a World Cup I've got, I've got a little bit of personal input into this, that my brother is the programme director of a television company in Ireland, a uh, sports television company, and he says cricket is actually a brilliant thing, um, because if you can get the rights, and obviously that's where, where the issue is, mm. after that it's fantastically cheap. Mm. You just have one, two people at the ground and one person in the studio, uh, and so although people say the rights are very expensive, compared to uh, a, a sort of games that last 90 minutes... You can actually put on a lot. So he says there is an attraction still for television companies. Cricket needs to watch out because we're in danger of essentially turning a TV company that has invested more money into the sport, that has had direct influence into the success of the women's team, has a direct influence into the success of the disability teams, that has had a direct influence into England rising, rising to number one in the world and winning Ashes overseas, that has has created a product. Mm. And we all watch a lot of cricket from all over the world. Sky Sports cricket coverage wins BAFTAs. Mm. It has moved the, uh, the, 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 the landscape of what is cricket, uh, broadcasting to a level that has never been seen but before. John, I, we can always look back with misty eyes at Peter West. Yeah. I totally agree with you, but can <laughs> you remember captions. what the BBC did Cam- when Graham Goods yeah. was approaching 300? They went to the news. They went the news. to the news. <laughs> but, but that world has gone. It's not thing. coming back. You can say the same thing about Sky's coverage of European football, then BT outbid them. Who remembers Sky's coverage of European football? Gone now. Don't remember that at all. Mm. Moved on somewhere else. Hang on. It just went to another... Yes, yeah, subscription it, model. No, my, my that's point, not no, the same. No, no, my, my point is that's not what people but, are, are, but, but are praising, hoping will happen. Praising the quality of it is fantastic and yeah. true, but we but, that, that's not what people are interested in. They want to know whether they can see it or not. The, well, this is a, a massive thing for me, and I know Steve spoke about it earlier. It's great what Sky and, and these broadcasters do, but for a man who works in a school, which mm-hmm. I do now, and and we ask that question: Could Alistair Cook walk down the street and not be bothered? Know anyone know it? Yes, he could. He yeah. could walk into my school. Kids won't know who he is, That's which is embarrassing. Mm. Um, and I am at him for it. As Steve said, he's not played a single game on terrestrial TV. Okay. Um, I know John's right, yeah, um, mm-hmm. about the amount of money they've pumped in. Oh, stuff. No, we're not but making you, the enemy. We're not, we're not making the enemy, no. Yeah, I'm looking at... Oh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not making any enemy. No, no. What, what I'm saying is that all, all what's gone on is fantastic, but lower down... Those young kids, if they do not see it on TV, and, and Sean rightly said, it'll be interesting to know how many kids 
actually watched it on TV. But also, I, I, I don't know. Choose that the, the money that they've pumped in at the grassroots level, you see now, you know, you go with your PCA, PCA yeah, yeah. cricket captain when you go to these clubs, you yeah. see these, these fantastic nets surfaces yeah. and you'll probably have them at the school and yeah. you see them at the local cricket clubs. The money that's getting pumped into the game and it's getting filtered down to get these facilities for these kids to play is because of the two, a lot of it is because of TV rights going yeah. in from the, that, but also from the England cricket team performing well and that has to filter down mm. as well as, as well as a simple one. ITV, BBC, terrestrial TV channels, are they going to take Coronation Street, East Enders, Emmerdale Farm off mm. for cricket? Not Emmerdale, surely. For, <laughs> for cricket at, well, no, uh, yeah. at prime time to put the 100 on. Wimbledon is only on two weeks of the year. That's probably mm. the only live tennis people see. Mm. Mm. But that generates a heck of a lot of interest. If you just put two weeks of cricket onto, mm. say, BBC Two, they run the tennis right through the day, two weeks of cricket mm. on, full attention on it, I think it would be make fantastic. a massive difference. I, I it would be fantastic. It, it, it needs to be done. It needs someone mm. with... Someone brave enough. Someone brave, brave enough. enough. Yeah. To make the decision and say... No, no, need... no. It doesn't. It needs Sky to do exactly what they just did. Mm. It needs us to say thank you to Sky for Sky mm -hmm. TV to essentially mm -hmm. give the nation what, what what we received yesterday. Mm -hmm. And don't think that Sky TV aren't aware of the growing age of the viewership. Mm -hmm. That game yesterday must have led to thousands of new subscriptions for Sky yeah. Sports TV packages. And this is the thing. Sky, looking forward to next year... With the hundred are now hand in hand with terrestrial TV to get cricket back on free to air TV. Yeah, you're listening to the team who rule the world on TalkSport with Booking.com. Uh, those of you who listen to me regularly, there can't be many of you, but those of you who do listen to me regularly will know that one of my things I'm always banging on about is the way sport affects young people, particularly uh, avoiding, he looks down at his own waistline, the obesity crisis that tends, uh, threatens to engulf parts of society. I want cricket, uh, among other sports, I want cricket to be something that people play, partially because it's a great game and partially because it will help people, boys and girls, to keep fit and all the rest of it. Simple as, uh, enough. We're lucky enough to have someone here as a professional cricketer and is these days an educator um, and works in schools. So I'm just, just, I'm sure you've thought about it for a long and hard, uh, Alex Tudor. Tell me why, take away all the commercial things, yeah. why is it important that cricket uh, at a high level should be on Free-to-air television. I, it's not, well, it is cricket, but not just cricket. I just think mm. our international, our, our sports. Right, okay. Right, if we want the next Ben Stokes and all these other kids need to see them. All right, it's all it's all good, you know, coaches going in and saying, let's play some cricket and blah, 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 blah. But when they leave, the kids will do whatever's there. So there's organisations that do a great job and they go into these schools and they deliver cricket. But once they leave, unless there's a teacher that's at that school that will take it on, they'll just go and end up playing football, rugby. I've I've never seen so many, um, you know, young black lads play <laughs> rugby union. Never seen all of a sudden this. There's loads because people are going out there, they're scouting and saying, right, okay, we're going to give you a full scholarship, you full scholarship. I think four of the England players have come from the Whitgift School. Yep. Okay. And... um I, I just think the kids need to see it and you know I know John and I will go backward and forward with it and we're not going to disrespect Sky because what they've done for the game is phenomenal with the amount of money that they've th um, thrown at the game but I just think someone needs to make a decision and, and Sean and I you know we've been talking I think at some stage a part of that cricket needs to be on TV because unless it is 
you're going to miss a generation of kids. Well, actually, I've got a question for Sean because it's, and I know you're not going to be here for the whole show, so I want to get this in while I can. But we are. Is it about Steve Bruce? No, it isn't. (laughs) We are surrounded. Who's a big cricket fan, by the way? He was out in Barbados, wasn't he? Yeah. People are saying he's not going to take the Newcastle job till September because he wants to watch the Ashes. (laughs) (laughs) We are surrounded here by newspapers, uh, as we always are. Yes. But what is unusual is that back and front cricket, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. But we live in a fast paced age. Uh, Yes, we've got the Ashes coming up, but. In a week's time, after shows like these have uh, have yeah. been and gone, nothing's going to have changed, is it? No, we're going to no, go we, back to exactly where we were. Pre-season it's football gonna trips. It's going to be football. Yes. It's going to be Pogba. And actually, we, we're getting excited here just because we're all cricket enthusiasts. Mm. But actually... I think it's slightly different, John, because it's a World Cup leading into an Ashes. I think an Ashes as these lads will tell you, is always back page news. Mm-hmm. It will always have a presence on the back page of the paper, the Ashes, throughout five tests, five days. It will always be on the back page. And not necessarily always your first spread in the paper, but I certainly day one and the day before, big mm-hmm. preview, big spread, big spread. But I, I take your point that we might switch off for, for a week or maybe... How long? August 1st. August 1st. Yeah, two weeks. Um, yeah. So we, we might switch off a bit for two weeks and we will be looking at pre-season two. And unfortunately, the way the Ashes are structured this year, it runs very much, it starts quite late. Yeah. Because of the World Cup, obviously. It runs into the football season. season. And finishes in September, yeah. which it's is... End of September as well, which is... really. Which you were just saying was, yeah. the, was the dead time. That's not a good time for cricket to finish. No, but it? I think on, on the other thing with that is we've got... Now, we, we've waited a long time to find a replacement for Bolton. Clintoff came along. Mm-hmm. We've now got Ben Stokes, and he could be the one that, you know, well, after what he's done, take that that that, that feel good factor of the country and take it on and take it with him. Andrew Flintoff was on a breakfast show this morning, and he said if Ben Stokes doesn't realise how his world is going to change mm-hmm. after 2005. Freddie just where he's never looked never looked down. He's always going up and up and up. That's what beef he had, and fingers crossed, cricket will go the same with. What Pers- Stokes personalities drive exactly. newspapers, particularly t- tabloid newspapers, but online as well. Big personalities help to sell the sport. You were talking about athletics before. Why athletics is dying off is it doesn't have Usain Bolt anymore. No. That's fine. Um, I, you get, I, I, I don't bl- This is one case very rare. You're going to hear me say something very rare of our Monday night shows. I don't blame the newspapers for being a little bit flibbity-jibbity with cricket. It's nothing to do with cricket. It's to do with the way the Premier League and football has completely swamped the national consciousness. Two generations ago, when I was young, cricket really was. Football closed down. Cricket was on the back pages. And I'm not being funny. I could name you the batting order of all the county teams from 1 to 11. Now, a combination of people flying in and out to play, and the fact that it's lost its place in the newspapers, I'm struggling with some of the counties to name four of their players, never mind giving mm. it a batting order. And but it's not your fault. That's the way football has changed the world. Well, also in newspapers now, you have very few reporters who cover county cricket. Mm. I mean, it used to be a, a, a major staple diet of the broadsheet newspapers, particularly all the scorecards, reports you had from, everybody, very, yeah. every reports game, from various yeah. different mm. grounds. Now you don't get that. There's also another massive difference between what the sporting landscape looked like 20 years ago to what it is now and that is that there is so much more cricket played now when i was a yeah. kid it would get to february i'd look at the calendar and i remember this like it was yesterday i think how on earth am i going to get through four months without watching any cricket now i, th- I can't get now through four I, days how am i going to yeah. watch all this stuff they're trying well, to get you me can't. to watch it's a completely different landscape and this is why going back to i'm not going to start arguing again but going back to where we were 20 years ago those days have gone they've gone and it's partly because of 
capitalism. It's partly because That's the model. Capital. Yes, because it sport creates money. Okay, and you need to make money out of the sport to pay for the to, to pay for the rights. And now we live in this world. It's it's as it's like we sat here and said what we need to do is we need to rebuild um, all of those football grounds that were paved over and are now flats in London because it's gone. The day's gone. The way the whole the whole world has changed in 20 years. So what we need to do now, actually, as we were saying off air, is work out a way that, yes, we can get the sport back in the national consciousness. Um, but, but going back uh, but, to how it was but, but, but isn't the way of doing it. No, no, it. quite. But, but then, then we might have to take the ultimate step in modernity. Deep breath, everybody. The newspapers talk sport and others might have to start re- reporting on the IPL. Hour by hour, day by day, because that, that we've become a global village, and in many ways, I mean, first of all, we all know India produces what is it? I think ninety percent of all revenue generated in world cricket. Mm. It's about uh, eight, yes, about eighty yeah. percent. Yeah. All the great players are out there. Most of the games are fantastic, um, but we don't seem to have. We, everyone who's interested in cricket, oh yeah, the IPL, I love it. I'll, I'll watch the games. It doesn't make the news. No, it gets reported online. We do quite a bit of it online. There's quite a bit of interest. It'll probably be more in the next few years because after winning the World Cup, yeah. we're going to see a lot more English players playing over there. There's a very, there's a handful in there. We don't play that much IPL, so if we haven't got an in- English interest in it, we're not going to report it as much as what you, you would if there was 25 we do roll, top England roll players. We blogs on some of the games in the yeah. IPL, though, mm. and the interest is quite strong, mm. I would say. Yeah. Um, funny old thing on, uh, I was, you know, absolutely middle of the night last night. I was still scanning Twitter for reactions and all the rest of it. And I came across a whole lot of stuff through some, uh, Indian people who follow me, um, with I- particularly Indian people, um, saying, this isn't, this is not fair. This is not, uh, England, uh, cricket team. It's a world 11. And they made the point, um, that some of our, some, one of our players was born in South Africa, Jason Roy, that, um, uh, Owen Morgan's not English, that, uh, Jofra Archer has just been imported uh, from the West Indies um, like, he, like, like he was a commodity um, and of course even Ben Stokes was born outside of these islands in, in New Zealand and I, I went on to point out the coach is, uh, is Australian, the bowling coach here, the spin coach is Pakistani um, and so on and so on um, this morning, of course, uh, the, f- the fielding coach is a Macam. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, you've got three Yorkshiremen. They won't have themselves English either, will they? Um, Jacob Reese Mogg, that uh, pretend pretender, um, came on on Twitter this morning saying, "See, we didn't need Europe to win, did we?" Oh, uh, I made a point to him. Actually, we need an awful lot of help from all around the world. And to me, the fact that there's white, black. And brown people in the team. In fact, they come from all over the world to represent that shirt as proud as they did. And I'm looking at Owen Morgan, who has the same complicated Irish English background and me and everybody from these islands has. Uh, I think it was just an, I'm going to get accused of being a left wing snowflake here. I thought it was one of the best things about this team. I loved it. Mm. I don't, this may surprise you, I don't believe that we should have different tiers of education in this country. I don't believe that if you're richer, you should go to a better school. I don't believe that you should have faith schools. I think that schools should be reflective of the society that they're based, okay? Mm -hmm. And I think the same thing should be said of our sports teams. And this English team is reflective of the UK society. If you look at the uh, way that the, uh, the country is made up, it's about, I don't know, 10% 10% Afro-Caribbean, mm-hmm. tick. Joffre Archer's one of 11. Uh, you've got a strong Muslim contingent, which is part of the fabric of our society, tick. 
you've got Adil Rashid, the son of a Pakistani immigrant, and Moeen Ali, two devout Muslims. You have five working class kids in that team, and you've got a couple of rich boys, Tops, because you yeah. wouldn't be a, a cricket side <laughs> without it. And yes... You've got a guy that was possibly overrepresented on the Ginger front. Yeah, but on the other, on the other thing with that though as well, John, the the only one not so I have any problem with Tech Joff Rogers side. They've all been educated in English cricket mm -hmm. by English in the English mm -hmm. way. They've all come through the English system. Yeah. Um, Owen Morgan played. You know, he came through the Middlesex system. Ben Stokes, born in New Zealand, came over when he's six, came sure. through the, the English school system. Yeah. You know, Jason Roy came over early as well. So they came through the English system. So for me, that is, that is the only end thing. That's argument. the main thing. It's end of argument. End of argument. Uh, Joff is the only one who, who didn't mm. come through that. Um, and Peterson was the same in my team. Yeah. You know, Hick, the one before that. Yeah. Um, Alan Lamb. Robin Smith before that one. So yeah. there's always been people around. Does anybody know the story of why Joffre chose to go the route he, he has done? Because, um, you know, he's clearly good enough to play for... I've watched some of the West Indies attacks in recent years. He's clearly good enough to play for them. He played 19s for them, I didn't think he? He, played yeah. the 19s, he wasn't yeah. selected for the West Indies under-19 World Cup squad. And it was that decision uh, that enabled him to... or allowed him to follow a well-trodden path you know, you read CLR James uh, back in the day. They were moaning about losing uh, Barbadian and Trinidadian mm. cricketers mm. to England a hundred years ago. Look, you cannot choose to ignore history. Cricket was and is played by countries that were colonised by England or the United Kingdom. That is why they play cricket. And that is why England is fortunate enough to be able to call upon generations of players from these countries because, of course, there are links going back to the motherland mm -hmm. through generations. You cannot change history. Mm -hmm. Now, you can be dismissive, fair enough. You can accuse some of these players going back to year dot of being mercenaries because you're going to make more money playing for England. But these guys and girls have got British passports. They are exactly. inherently linked mm. to anything, this country if anything, in I the same way that Alex Tudor mm. has inherent links to Barbados. Uh, uh, you cannot uh, rule uh, uh, out people's history. I actually had more trouble with the, with, the, with the players who came from South Africa because South Africa were, were, were not playing international cricket. That mm. seems to be a bit more cynical. People who've come here... To, uh, their parents have come here to work and all the rest. I know that's what my parents did as well. Uh, Owen Morgan's even more complicated. I think his mother's English, so he's always had a British passport as well. Um, uh, it, 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 it was a fascinating thing to watch this reaction. I think the Indians, incidentally, not all, of course, but the Indian people I was reading in a very, very long thread, I suspect that the politics of these islands, the uh, complication of the politics of these islands was lost on most of them. Frankly, they just wanted England to lose. They didn't want England to win the World Cup. It's not just about the makeup of the side, though, is it? Four years ago, I was in New Zealand, and I couldn't help but notice a very different makeup to the spectators that turned up to support New Zealand. Very different to what I'd seen and have seen in England. And by that, I meant the place was absolutely rammed with first and second generation Asian fans mm -hmm. in in New Zealand kits, Pacific Islanders in New Zealand kits, European descendants in New Zealand kits. The ethnic diversity of the crowds in New Zealand, in Auckland, was completely uh, different to the very white 
middle and upper class and aged support base that you get in England. So we can celebrate this wonderfully diverse side, but we shouldn't get away from the fact that the people watching are still a little bit too, uh, a bit too old and a bit too well, white. It's the same, it's somewhat similar in football, where I think um, exactly the same issues as the teams have all become multiracial and completely global. Um, I've watched, certainly at the old stadium at Tottenham, I've watched the people around me particularly get older and older mm-hmm. and older. There's no young, but that's because past the, because it's 60 quid and 70 but that quid. that is exactly the point then. Yeah. That is exactly the point because it costs, and this goes back to the, the age old argument in terms of TV rights and sports and the way the games changed. In New Zealand, I was out there 2015, right? I saw what up until that point was the best game of ODI cricket I have ever seen. New Zealand against Australia in the group stages at Eden Park, 45,000 people. Aussies bowled out for 140 odds. New Zealand got off, went off like a rocket and then Mitchell Stock took six wickets. They were nine down, staring oblivion. And then Kane Williamson, who probably should have actually batted with Jimmy Neesham yesterday in that super over, hit Patrick Cummins for a six final ball to win the game. <laughs> amazing, amazing scenes. Do you know how much my ticket was? Go on. $10. Yeah. And it's the same in Australia. And you want to go and see the Ashes, <coughs> and then when it's over there, you can buy a ticket yeah. for about 30 bucks. How much does it cost you to watch cricket here? Well, I know. 100 yeah. quid. Yeah. And, 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 and there, and there is a yeah. huge problem. And I think yeah. that's where we can now you know, talk the terrestrial TV ticket to a whole new level about the access to watching, watching the game of cricket. And for me, county cricket... The game is getting the money that's getting pumped into the game that's getting filtered down to these counties. Mm. You know, the ECB look after these counties all you know, all the way through. I think county cricket should be free to get in and try and get kids into it, getting as much as you want. Because you talk about aging population watching the game of, of cricket, there's you know there's hardly any kids watch no. you know, the red ball game. So just open the gates and let them in. You'll make more money off popping crisps. And I think the way what on earth are you even co- thinking yeah. about charging people for it in this day and age? <laughs> I'm, I'm a member at Surrey. I still pay my subs. And I sit there with my dad as we have sat there for 30 odd years and I look around and I think to myself, I'm going to be on my own in 20 yeah. years time. You're, you'll be a freak of nature. That's yeah. exactly what's going to happen. I already am. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed this show. Uh, there'll be uh, another chance to uh, look back at the World Cup on Thursday evening on Talk Sport 7 till 10 and also ahead to the Ashes which gets underway on the 1st of August uh, but in c- terms of uh, following on podcasts that's pretty much it today to never miss an episode be sure to subscribe either on Apple Podcasts or your favourite podcast app we'll be back on Sunday with another special show Jonathan Trott sitting down with the Times to look back at the extreme highs and lows of his 49 test career The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. 
if you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 